0: Welcome to the eCommerce Made Simple podcast. I'm Jerome, the CEO and founder of eCommerce, your host. With e we help brands expand on in e-commerce and we help them grow their sales but also their branding. We created since last year a webinar which uh, happens every two weeks about okay how to expand your brand on on Amazon or on e-commerce. The second episode is with one of my uh, agency uh, friends uh, called Hony Max from Into Markets, who has his agency and is helping brands in Germany specifically. And he will talk today to us about okay what does it take to be successful in Germany? What's the specificities of the German market? You will see. There's a lot of insights, and it's specifically important because Germany is the biggest Amazon uh, country in Europe. So, let's have Ronnie talk about the topic. Have a good show. Bye bye. So, welcome everyone. Uh, great to have another webinar, and I'm very happy. It's always great to have friends around, and Ronnie is one of them. Um, we've uh, met each other on different conferences, and Aroni is a very uh, well-known summity in in Germany. I think you've written a book, even. Yeah,
1: that's correct. The yeah. Amazon yeah. SEO code was the first German um, book about Amazon um, algorithm things, and uh, in eighteen forty-five, like somewhere like <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like discovering the internet at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's how
0: uh, knowledgeable is the guest today, and I, I love to start with a fun fact about yourself. So, do you have a, Did you prepare a fun fact to share about
1: yourself? Yeah, yeah. I, I assume there are a lot of fun facts, but um, as we uh, got in touch the first time, this was the in person um, uh, on the the conference in what was in Berlin. Berlin? Must be in Berlin. Yep. Yeah. like this, and I, I just felt really exhausted the, uh, that day because um, yeah less sleep because of my one child, my one one daughter, and uh, we sit in uh, at this table with this uh, guy from from Roto. You know, you know this one, the fr- Frank guy. Yeah. And um, I was really surprised that uh, um, in my industry field, it's possible to have four children like he have has. It's it's it was just uh, really uh, surprising for me. And then you were sitting next to me and you told me you have six children. I just really freaked out there because I really felt exhausted with only one child and in this really kind of exhausting industry with a lot of things going on to take care of and all these things. And uh, as I told you and I really meant it, uh, you are my personal heroes like um, (laughs) managing a a small kindergarten uh, in in your home and just doing uh, just like a successful business. It was really, really amazing and it was kind of motivating for me too. So this was really my fun fact for this year. Uh, maybe there's yes. <laughs> so it's actually a fun fact
0: about us too. So well done for that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I'm an, really an example. But yeah, so it's like things happen and you, you know, you don't know. It's like you start <laughs> a company and then all of a sudden there's a lot of people around you and you don't know how what really happened.
1: So that's a bit, yeah. Yeah, it's just the same feeling with only one child. but um, yeah, as I told, uh, told you, it's just um, a really and, and surprising uh, thing, like uh, managing so many um, people ar- around your home. So, yeah, it was really uh, and it still is uh, one of my, my favorite things I learned this year. <laughs> well, thank you very much. It's a good like it's a good management mm-hmm. crash course for you to yeah, learn. Yeah, yeah. So
0: it's Absolutely. indeed I've learned a lot. So. Apart from the fun fact, which was uh, great, is like in t- talk about about yourself, Amber, and about into markets your your agency so.
1: Yeah, just um, having a short intro into my personal things here. I studied uh, business administration was a lot of years ago, and uh, I just uh, quit this and uh, went on with uh, media and, and art. So this was my real passion at this time and um after this studying i um yeah i had my first job as an an art director and and a bigger online uh, online shop um, business this was also my first contact with amazon like in uh, 2010 i guess around that time and um, yeah this was the first time i experienced that amazon could be the next thing next big thing in germany and in the the entire um, online e-commerce business um, and I went on to uh, starting an own online shop in uh, 2014, didn't work out because I thought um, that Amazon wouldn't be that important for my business. I just could do it without Amazon, uh, but this was really a big mistake. But uh, yeah, just what, what every um, everybody who just experienced the online marketing things just do mistakes. This is just a normal thing. Um, I co-founded um, ShopDoc, Maybe you heard of this tool. This is kind of an, a famous tool around Germany. It's just an Amazon analytics tool. And um, yeah, I just quit this one and uh, moved back to Hamburg. My my favorite place to live here in Germany is just uh, one of the most beautiful cities uh, around here, in in this country. And um, at this time, two thousand sixteen, I founded To Market. So it's just a part of a bigger company. We are kind of a business center, profit center, call what you like. This is just kind of a company within a company, something like this. And um, right now we are around 20 employees. And in the uh, German-speaking era, we are one of the well-known Amazon Amazon agencies. And this is also what what Amazon um, tell us every time we just have this audit with them, with these guys from Munich. Um, Yeah, we're just doing all these uh, typical Amazon stuff, things like SEO, PPC, DSP, consulting and inventory management, account management, you know, all of this, this is just the typical uh, basic stuff we do here. Um, But yeah, I'm really proud of my team here and uh, what we achieved the last four years. This is um, where we stand right now. And if you were to say in a sentence, what makes you different to
0: other agencies or why, like there's a lot of uh, very good agencies in, in the in our space from different countries. Uh, and I, I, I know your your agency is great. But and if if someone was meeting you, why would you say you specifically or to which people what, what could be the, the tilting point of what would
1: be mostly attracting for them? Yeah. I mean, this is the, the, this typical elevator pitch and, um, <laughs> it's really hard to say, to be honest, and this is typical for German guys as well. They just always underestimate them uh, themselves. So, um, right. to be honest, um, they're around maybe four to five agencies like, like we are, um, who are operating on the same thing and achieving the same goals, like, uh, really good managed PPC campaigns and all these things. Um, and we really learned a lot about structure and how to, um, yeah, develop an Amazon business. It's really that we dig deep into it and our only focus, this is kind of risky too, but this is where we stand right now. Our only focus is on Amazon. And we learn a lot about brands and manufacturers, so bigger uh, sellers and stuff like this. And uh, we really focus on on only this kind of business. So just uh, within Amazon, just this this special field here. And um, in this Specific area only the bigger ones um, and uh, yeah this this is just a special thing because bigger concerns bigger companies um, have different goals and different um, um, yeah things to achieve than a smaller sized company could achieve or could move faster or something so we are really a focused uh, Amazon bigger brand agency and build a lot of structure to um, yeah to just onboard um, very rapidly. And a new business or just move forward with this and develop this and all these things. So it's hard to tell, but in, in this area around 115, 150 uh, agencies are launched in, in, in Germany. So this is the, the situation right now. We just call themselves like Amazon agency, um, but I assume that only a really small portion of this like five or four agents, agencies are really professional. And, we, I'm really proud that we're one of them. So this is what the uh, Amazon guys uh, judge about us. Yeah, and I, I would certainly uh, say the same thing about
0: about you guys. So uh, thanks mm-hmm. for the introduction. What? Um, let's talk about uh, Germany and the German market. With um, like we. When we talk and we all know that Amazon is pretty much the same and it's that's what it makes so easy to work with Amazon is that the Amazon US and Amazon Germany in, in terms of what they're offering is more or less the same. Uh, but what is specific? What would you say for someone who wants to expand into Germany? What is specific to Germany?
1: Mm, yeah, first of all, you have to look to the um, entire e-commerce market. So uh, when you just um, have this oversight about um, over uh, Europe, uh, Germany is one of the biggest markets here in, in the B2C consumer market. Something like this um, should be around 60 billion euro a, month, a year in, in, in the total revenue in this e-commerce thing. And um, Amazon shares about 50 percent. It's still increasing. So I guess in, in, the, in the future, like in the next two or three years, um, we will have Amazon around um, this 60 or 70 share if nothing else um, happens or like Otto or every, uh, any other other marketplace uh, ch- ch- just grow rapidly there and, and fight against Amazon. But this won't happen. This. Um, so, and who are the others? So you would have Otto,
0: yeah, you, Rakuten?
1: Yeah, yeah, Rak- Rakuten is, is, is not, not, um, not important here in Germany. Okay. It's just more, more Europe or Japan. Japan, But uh, we have uh, Real is, uh, is one of the bigger discounters here in the retail business and they started a marketplace I guess it was two years ago. And they, they are really doing a good job here. And in some cases, uh, Reality Re- 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 could be just a an, 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 um, second strategy uh, to just, just launch uh, your products and sell your products. We have um, some, some fashion based, um, only fashion based things like uh, Zalando. Zalando, yeah. Google. Uh, notebooks billiger, this is just all about uh, laptops mm-hmm. and so. So in, in special fields there are special marketplaces and, and for example pet stores. You have one really famous and big one here, Presnapf, it's called. So um, uh, it's, it's all about pet supply and so, uh, such things. They are really huge and fast growing. So this is what what Amazon um, has to face here. But when it comes to general things and uh, household and electronic thing, books, of course, and all these things, Amazon is just dominating the market here. And then, 50% is quite, it's quite, it's quite huge, like. Yeah, when okay. you just want to just uh, retransform this phrase here and say, uh, every single uh, euro which is spent in the e-commerce field in Germany, um, it's just all about Amazon. So it's, it's really a huge market here. I know in, in France, uh, there's a C discount. It's just a really big competitor. And in Germany, we don't have this one big competitor um, compared to Amazon. So there are some smaller ones uh, in matter of, of uh, um, yeah, revenue, but in this case, Amazon is just just huge and really dominating. Yeah,
0: mm, yeah uh, that's clear. So actually, when you want to address your German market already, if you have if you have Amazon, you're you're in a good place. So a good strategy would be to start on Amazon and maybe look at Otto or Realde or.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, there are, and this is not only specific to Germany, um, there are a lot of good tools to manage your uh, product feeds, for example, like um, an ERP tool or something, and or middle, middle, man of the middle tools. So, um, uh, when you want to launch on different um, um, marketplaces like Amazon, Auto, and these things you mentioned, uh, you should have uh, this kind of tool management things to automate your feed. And so, they don't have to care about all these uh, small things. And would you recommend some tools you know about? Which no, not really, because this is not my my specialty That's here. Okay. I had a lot of uh, about a lot of tools here, and they're pretty good, but I really can't judge about this because I don't have any experience in practical matter. And one one topic, if we if we go on on
0: the tool uh, subject, is I know that a lot of tools uh, like Amazon is not very stable on on the brand side, on the yeah. uh, like customer side, is very. Uh, stable but on our side it's not very stable and cataloging is can be very complicated Um, do you know of any tools uh, which are working well like cataloging tools which typically work with other marketplaces and there are a few do you have you had the experience and you think it's a good idea to use a tool or would you say manual work is still uh, the best
1: option Um, it it really um, it just depends on the situation you are in or you have to um there are a lot of good tools here but when it comes to managing the data feed for amazon and optimizing all the product data and all these things amazon and this is not um just only the thing here in germany the situation it's all over the world amazon behind the door so like in the in the back door area something behind the structure it's not really a structure they have really terrible and awful processes um, they have different um, technical issues in, in categories. So in some categories, you have to uh, fill in five bullet points. In some c- categories, you can't manage any bullet point for a vendor account, for example. And this makes it really hard and, and um, yeah, just, to just have this one tool for everything. Because in the end, when you just want to do this really professional, um, yeah, personally, you have to just dig deep and do it manually. Because, or just, just, for example, hire an agency or some guys who could do the work for you. Because uh, when you just miss keywords and important uh, content on your product detail pages, um, yeah, then it's just an disadvantage and, and um, yeah, withdrawal for your PPC campaigns and, and SEO visibility and all these things. So in the end, I, I assume still it's, it's really important to do it manually and just at least check it manually and just have some, some small adjustments here.
0: Mm, OK. Uh- Great. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, One question uh, um, about uh the german the german customers do you believe there is a way uh you need to address like when you're creating content and you do copywriting is there a way specifically of how to address or how to speak to your uh, german audience i'm not talking about obviously if it's a audio lover or there are ways but is there would you say okay um if uh, typically you've got a brand which has got content in english and uh, you translate it into german is there a way you want, like a tone, or ways you want to um, present the content a bit
1: differently than the other uh, countries? Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. Also, again, it just depends on the category and, and, and which kind of uh, brand and products you're selling or want to sell. Um, in some cases, um, German customers could really be picky about details. So, like, um, we really, um, yeah. See when there's no, not really an, an added value to the content, and when it's really generic or something, uh, it could be. So just, no bullshit, you mean? Yeah, yeah, no, no bullshit. Yeah, in some cases, of course, but on the other hand, when when I see how the uh, Chinese sellers are um, um, yeah, dominating some some categories with really bullshit content, like I mean, the pictures are sometimes really uh, great and sometimes uh, better than bigger brands. I made a video about this um, uh, recently and uh, uh, when it comes to written content like seo and the product details it's really shitty i mean really shitty uh like um uh, false information and really uh, really bad and automated translations and the product and you can really uh, measure this with tools i i i'm, I'm sure you know about uh, how to do this um you can really measure that these kind of shitty products are selling really good in the Amazon marketplace in DE. So um, in some special cases, like for example, fashion or electronic goods when it's a little bit more expensive or pet supplies, because this is about all about the German housewives, for example, They're a little bit bit more picky and want to be convinced uh, of the product and want to have more details and like really lovely language and some small details and, hey, this is a lovely product for your dog or a cat or something. In this case, um, it's just all about detail and really high sophisticated language. But in so many other cases, it's not really important
0: so yeah so what i would uh note from that is attention to details is probably uh a, a winning point yeah. because this is
1: typical for german guys you know it's just uh yeah we just a really detail laugh person here and really want to dig deep and want to uh, want to be convinced want to be uh yeah charmed by by the content in some cases yeah it's great it's better you say it than me then <laughs> 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 of course because it's more honestly when it's come from, coming from me of course yeah <laughs> so i'm
0: i'm getting uh, uh late on question we've got a few questions um what about about you so that one i didn't understand but in comparison to zalando how would you rank amazon in germany when it comes to fashion
1: oh this uh, there still behind uh, i would say um, because zalando is mm-hmm. more the um, better and more explanational um, thing where you want to explore a product, you want to have this really nice experience, like um, uh, different recommendations, uh, like outfits and something like this. You want to have, for example, want to buy a dress and want to see uh, the, the best-fitting shoes uh, compared to, or just connected to the dress, for example. It's more about recommendation things. And there, Salomon uh, is just way better. Uh, Amazon. Um, is still fighting to just achieve the same thing here. And, and they just did a lot in the, in the last years, but uh, it's really kind of not that good looking platform when, when I'll be honest, because Solano is just, yeah, really nice looking and really um, really better organized and better structured here when it comes to fashion. So when I want to compare these two things, uh, Amazon is just like 30% of Solano. Okay, if in terms of market
0: share, you would say like it's a 70-30 thing between Zalando and Amazon? Yeah,
1: when, when I uh, just look into our accounts, for example, we um, uh, are supporting Puma um, on Amazon and entire Europe marketplace in five marketplaces. And of course, they are um, um, yeah, selling their products at Zalando as well and Otto and all these bigger marketplaces. Uh, and uh, what they told us, and what we see in other cases as well, is way just more important than Amazon is uh, because mm-hmm. Amazon is just not the fashion platform. And it's, yeah, and so there's no official,
0: like, Market share uh, information between. No,
1: not, not really, because Amazon is not really open to. They're not sharing, that's for sure. So, so, yeah. so, so there's no really um, steady or really serious number I could share here, but it's just a feeling and an experience with other uh, clients. Or it's different. a 70 30 rule, you yeah. think is. is well, I, it's, I, would, I,
0: would, I would guess it's so. The, yeah, okay. Um, very good. Wow. Uh, impressive. So if you have a brand with with uh, like um, clothing or f- any fashion product,
1: you would you would need to look into Zalando then no, uh, maybe. No, no. I, I won't because I am uh, just an Amazon fanboy and I still believe that these 30% you can uh, just do a really successful. Uh, okay. When just manage this uh, professionally and just uh, have this kind of really um, specific strategy. What do you want to achieve there? It's just a market share or something like this.
0: Yeah, And that I find that very interesting. So despite those 3070 rule, um, you would still say to a brand, okay, which probably hasn't got a very big distribution uh, set up. And let's say they online only, you would tell them, okay, stay only on Amazon and don't go on the Lando, just to make
1: it simple or what would be your no, no. You just do both sides here, um, but of course, I'm I'm the Amazon expert, so I could help, can't yeah. help you with uh, Zalano. But uh, for example, there's one other platform which is really growing um, um, rapidly. here is about you. Um, it's the uh, it's a daughter company or something like a smaller thing of, of the auto concern. So it's just uh, one of the really biggest players here in Germany. Um, but when it comes to marketing, professional marketing like PPC campaigns or uh, display campaigns, campaigns and all these things like in subservice service mode, um, uh, Zalando and, and uh, About You and all the other platforms are not really on the, on the same level like Amazon is. So you could really um, yeah, manage your campaigns like you want and, and everything else and you want to, for example, spend a specific budget for only one product and only one case, you could do this better on Amazon and not on Zalando and About You. But um, yeah, you have to be an expert in different cases here in different marketplaces. Could, so
0: could we say that in terms of branding, Amazon is probably the best solution, but in terms of sales, uh, having more sales, Alando and About You uh, are probably two of the best, best avenues just for just in terms of sales.
1: Okay. Yeah. We, when we do we'll do it simple here? Yeah, could could say this. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. And so sorry, yeah, I didn't know about you, so. <laughs> the question was what do you what about about you so i hadn't understood so now i understand about you is is a competitor as uh, Alando. so thank you for uh, yeah the, <laughs> the answer from the anonymous attendee who's uh, just given me that um i've got a, a couple of other questions is how important are international customers for the german market market share versus german shopping on amazon.de. I, remi- I remember uh, when we were at the conference in Berlin that the, the information was that half of the keywords on the back end of the amazon.de was all English, that a very bulk of, of the customer coming were, were English
1: speaking. Is that, is that correct? No, I w- wouldn't say so because uh, telling from the experience of uh, the, last, the last five years, doing this position in Amazon business and um, I don't know how many uh, products we, we optimized over the last years, I guess at least 30,000 or more. So it was really, um, a huge, well, it still is a huge number. Of course there are some cases when it comes to technical products like a USB or cameras and all these things. There are some some small and specific words which are of course in English because the manufacturer are more international. Um, and I know that this, there's this uh, rumor around this, you have to fill in some English keywords, but that's not, that's not really true from my point, from my perspective, because this is just coming up from, from tools or so just yeah, there's tool-based um, um, uh, data here, like when you just do a keyword research in, in MLIs and in ShopDoc and Amalytics and all these tools around here, or for, for example, Helium 10 is, is getting really um, um, important here in, in Germany as well. Um, these tools are only tools. So in this case, when, you, when I talk about a in, in buyer perspective, for example, um, no German buyer would just look for English keywords here when it's not really a USP or a function of the product. So I would say, I would argue this is just completely bullshit. Okay, because arguingly, what people were saying is that Polish
0: customers, Czech Republic, uh, Czech customers or Danish or from Scandinavia and a lot of a lot of n- people which don't have a local Amazon would go to Amazon Germany yep. uh, and that therefore the English part of the content is very important. So you would you would not say that this is a very big part and that actually the German part is like an overwhelming part.
1: Would, would you say that? Exactly. Because when you want to look into the numbers uh, to have a proof here. Um, uh, that's, that's the number we got from Amazon. It's around 50 million active accounts in Germany. So, Amazon DE German accounts, like some of this 50 million active accounts. That's um, uh, also the number of uh, potential um, um, yeah, reach of the Amazon DSP. We could just, uh, for example, do something
0: is that. 50 million prime or not?
1: is prime and non-prime. Not, not prime, of course not, because uh, Germany has around 80 million uh, uh, people living here. So uh, that would be just uh, um, really a tremendous number to have 50 million prime accounts. But uh, active accounts means, uh, and I remember that right, um, you have to at least do once a uh, one buy or something, one we won't to have to buy something like one time in a year for at least 50 euros, something like this. To and be active. A, this counts yeah. as an um, yeah, active account or something. And of course, there are some some um, minor groups buying from the outside from Germany. And this is true, of course, but what I always say uh, to my cust- to my clients and customers here, uh, focus on the, of the on the major part. Which uh, target group is the bigger one? Is this uh, the uh, Polish people, or from coming from Denmark, or something like this? Because they don't have a marketplace here. Because maybe this is changing in the future. Uh, there are rumors around but um, in this case the german people living in germany have a german account here want to speak german and search german are still just ruling or d- dominating of course and this is just where we focus our qubit research for and example.
0: so on that point what would be your um uh, how, what's your intuition about those 50 million do you think it's 90 percent in germany do you think it's 60 percent or what's your
1: and uh, this is really hard to tell i mean uh, no, to be yeah. Now, to be honest, I, I don't have a clue because this is a number coming from Amazon, and there's no specific details about this. But um, also, again, just when you talk about feeling, I would say at least um, um, at least what is it, seventy or eighty percent are German accounts because uh, when when I look into um, our um, yeah statistics with our clients. Um, in acting in Germany, um, uh, selling in Germany—it's just uh, that the the number is tremendous of German origin, German buyers. Uh, so, but but I really can't tell you here um, um, the truth. This is just all about Amazon. Um, okay, and I have another question, and I've got loads of other questions I, I need to address,
0: but. Um, like, we know, and especially I have a business account and uh, the, and I have the option to have it then the pages in German or the pages in English. Uh, and I think I could even have them in Dutch or in, in other languages. Like for a brand who's uh, having its product in Germany, do you think it's really important to also upload the English content uh, to make sure it's also available in English because Even if uh, like the focus is still German, it's like you're probably losing an opportunity for the English speaking customers because you do have a lot of Americans. Well, if Trump doesn't send them all back, but you do have a lot of uh, English speaking people still in Germany, right? And plus the people outside. Does it make sense to to upload also content in English for the
1: German uh, part, like for the translation part? Um, no, I wouldn't say so. So, so it's, it's again about the major target group you want to focus on. So for example, when you are a mid, middle-sized company and you only have limited uh, resources like so many sellers and vendors um, actually have here, this is just the the, uh, the situation, you have to focus your, your people and your budget and all your effort you want to put in your products and, and optimization and PPC and all these things into what what is really worth it? So meaning like when you just have, for example, 80 million people living here and around uh, 50 million accounts, for example, are potential buyers of your product, for example, just to make it simple. And around 10% are English speaking people and 90% are German speaking people. Of course, 10% of uh, 50 million are still 5 million people. It's a lot, but there are 45 million people could uh, just buy your product here. So when you have limited resources, Focus on, on the bigger part here, the bigger part of the of the cake. But let's say
0: so when you start here, you need to focus on, on the big picture and on, on like the biggest market. Let's say you are a brand, you're established, your content is great on, on the German side and you say, Okay, how can I you, you, you go into the icing, like you icing of the cake and you say, Okay, I'll look into DSP, I look into different things. Uh, and I would typically say okay but it's probably a good thing to look at the english like to in terms of getting more market share is trying to tap into those 5%. Do you think that makes sense like in not at first but a bit da- further down the line or I, I I get the feeling you're not convinced yeah. by, by that. Yeah.
1: Uh, it just um, again, it's, it depends on the category and, and your goals, for example, um, it's a better solution to just, um, for example, expand your business to other countries, not uh, just focus on the uh, 5% or 10% living here, uh, speak, for example, English or f- uh, f- uh, French or something. So it could be a, the better approach to, for example, uh, measure or, or just have a look on, on, on France, for example, or UK and uh, yeah, just try to, to settle down your business there. Or the second option would be, for example, look to other marketplaces like real.de, what, you, what I told you about before.
0: Um, okay. um, so it's so, like it's focusing on really the German German, uh,
1: German customer. That's what I would do when I would be a seller or I would be responsible for a brand or something. I would not just dig into the 5%. I, was, I would always focus on the, on the bigger part here, always. okay makes a lot of sense so let me get into
0: the the uh, questions I have loads of questions coming up to me so um, so yeah we answered uh, that um, uh, uh, yeah sorry when uh, so when will be hard ah, that's a good one when will be prime day
1: <laughs>
0: beginning of October or end of September Da-da-da-da-da.
1: Yeah, so, when I would know this um, really, um, um, yeah, really uh, seriously, I just could do a really big business with this because this, this date isn't really launched yet. But everything what I heard of and from coming from also from, from our context, from Amazon headquarters in Munich, it's all about September. That's what they're preparing for. And uh, usually Amazon uh, just do this kind of um, agency workshops with a, the with a bigger ones. They're inviting them and say, okay, this is just changing for this year and please take care of this. I mean, there are not really um, much uh, new important information here, but what, what I see here is that these kind of um, yeah, trainings are uh, in September and this is uh, usually just um, a week or two before um, Prime Day happens or just um, yeah, launching or something. But I'm, I'm not really, I, c- I can't really tell here, but, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it should be in September. Just right oh, after yeah, we've heard through the grapevine
0: that that September sounds like like the most probable thing, but true, there's no official information, so okay. you didn't it says no, you don't have any secrets here, you can't you can deliver what a shame.
1: No no, honestly, I don't have, and if I would have some secrets, um, I wouldn't, wouldn't say my, my relationship to' Amazon, just uh, just uh, yeah. true true but it's only between us don't worry so. yeah and then yeah, we have six six wizards here uh, maybe just close your eyes and uh, shut down your ears so <laughs> no i really can't tell you here. yeah okay very good um a tough
0: question how many keywords are relevant when it comes to search Is there a cap uh would there be a 50 50 including also english
1: keywords um yeah, specifically when it comes to title or bullet points or, or just the entire content or what, what is the question about? Uh, how many
0: keywords are relevant when it comes to search? I think it's search advertising, I would, I would assume, or if it's search, maybe uh, because like there's no cap uh, when you're doing advertising, right, uh, for no, keywords?
1: No. There is a an, an, an really huge cap when you, for example, have around millions of, of campaigns running at the same time. There could be a capping or something but there's no real cap um, uh, regarding to the keywords. Because for example, what we always do with our PPC campaigns to have this really big data approach and uh, launch a lot of um, um, PPC campaigns, for example, one product, five campaigns, um, only when it comes to sponsor product ads. And uh, in some cases, we only have a few keywords because the product is so special, like for example, 10 or 20 keywords. In some cases, this product is so general, like a shoe or something, the spot shoe, um, and and a unisex a slasher, for example. In this case, we could have thousands of keywords which are important. Um, the, the most important hint I could give here is that you should have always this big data approach, and then just do. Let, let's do Amazon. Uh, just the Amazon algorithm should do the rest here. So, like. Uh, setting up all your PPC campaigns, automate this with bit management software, for example, and then let's just run it and t- don't touch it for at least three months and you would just easily see which uh, keywords uh, are converting with your products and which are really relevant and important. So let's Amazon decide, let's, let's the algorithm ar- decide which um, and how many keywords are important here. So Mm
0: -hmm. I think it was also uh, to the uh, content, uh, product content. On the English side, you you did say, okay, you should focus on on German. Uh, And then I think in terms of cap of how many keywords you put is, how much sense your your sentence will make? Like you do have Chinese products which put all the keywords after, and then the title doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
1: I mean, just have have a human look on, on your content. That's what I I would recommend here. Of course, you have to balance between um, algorithm and and real uh, human buyer. But for example, um, if to, to just to be specific here, when it comes to the product title, what we always recommend to have at least, or just at least maximum, uh, three major keywords here. Like for example, you're selling um, shoe, um, this is a sport shoe, football shoe, and for example, the running shoe. So you have three different keywords, and that's just enough, because when you just do keyword stuffing here, um, maybe the algorithm is just still so stupid, of course, and he, or just she, I don't know, it would just uh, index all the keywords. But it could be just an, an, an withdrawal and, and really a disadvantage with uh, when it comes to real buyer because just it's just not, not really um really nice or just in, in a really good conversion way. So uh, for example, t- a title, I would recommend free keywords. And then it's it's really depending on the product, how important it is to just have this really kind of um, yeah, long description and and uh, mentioning all the USPs and all these things. Uh, it, it's really a balancing between um, human and machine. Yeah, I love, I love the I
0: always say that I prefer meaning to as SEO. Uh, like, if you can have less words but more meaning, less keywords and more meaning is probably more interesting. Yeah,
1: um, uh, but the the other side of the story is just when your product isn't found. So when the algorithm uh, wouldn't index enough keywords, you could have the best content, the best pictures, and even the best product. Uh, Amazon is a product, a search engine, and it's the same thing in Germany as it is in in every other uh, marketplace. So it's so yeah, it's a fine line between. Absolutely, between both, yeah. Um,
0: I have another question, and this one is interesting because we had a, a workshop about AVS a few uh, weeks ago. And is it, is it worth paying uh, an AVS, or should we should one rather go for three PL? <laughs> I don't see like AVS doesn't go against three uh, PL, but do you think it's worth having a, a, an AVS?
1: Uh, yeah, I I, I do. <laughs> because uh, all my experience um, with um, Amazon managing the account and managing the content and creating the content um, was really awful the last years, to be just honest. So I, I, I guess there are a lot of good guys around the ABS um, um, service in this department, but... Um, uh, from my experience, from our experience as an agency, it was never a good thing. So in this case, yeah. So you, you, would,
0: you would recommend to have an agency. Obviously, we are all, all biased. It
1: really depends on how big you are and how big yeah. your budget is. For example, when you are a small seller, like you have four or five products, you don't need an agency. You just could do this yourself and it, is, it would be still better. There are good, a lot of good resources out there and study this. Just invest a couple of days and you could do it better like the ABS could do. So you would say that AGS is oversold
0: on on Amazon side. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. Okay, so that's at least as clear and precise. Um, another question: uh, How can we avoid uh, sales drop as end customers are expecting product details? Uh, ah, okay. It's so about Prime Day. How can we avoid sales drop? As in, consumers are expecting uh, uh, Prime Day in July, and there's no official announcements from
1: Amazon sites. Um, like so when I did, when I get it right, so uh, how you could just uh, achieve the same sales in July without Prime Day? Is it?
0: Yeah, no. Sorry, there was a, <laughs> a few letters were missing, so it was difficult to understand. So no, the point was like. A lot of customers were used to have prime days in July, or I was making expecting it. So the question is, how can we make it not lose too much sales in July? And like The communication has been a bit messy up to now from Amazon because there's no information whatsoever if it's in July or in September. Is there a way where uh, you would say to brands, okay, how can you sort of prepare or Try to minor the fact that July is probably not going to be a big sale a month as you're used to have in Prime Day, and that having Prime in September so close to Black Friday, yeah, how, yeah. how do you, how would you articulate that?
1: I mean, it, it depends on your goals. When when uh, uh, profitability is is one of your goals, um, you just uh, should look into your PPC campaigns and maybe invest in a little bit more budget, but. Uh, from our experience, June and July are in, in most cases, in mo- most categories, um, the worst um, months to just make revenue here. And you can't force people to buy on Amazon and, and uh, the Corona situation all over the world just changes a lot and it's really uncertain how the summer goes. Uh, but when I look into my revenue as an agency, our most important uh, months are the, the last four to five in, in, in the year. So it's just the same thing where a lot of sellers, vendors make a lot of revenue. So uh, of course, you will, and this is just the the, um, the simple truth, you will just have a revenue drop in July without um, the Prime Day. There's no real, I don't know, mechanism or leverage or something you just could pull or do um, uh, to just keep up your revenue like it was with, with um, uh, the, the Prime Day. So so without a Prime Day, there will be a drop, prepare this and just uh, live, with, live with it. It's just, there's no way around it. This is just the only two. Okay, so face the facts, <laughs> face, face the truth, truth. yeah. 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 Um,
0: is there a difference when it comes to matching in Germany in comparison to EU-wide? Is there a different kind of matching in Germany?
1: Matching uh, regarding what? I mean,
0: uh, products. Okay, you, yeah. Could you write down, does the, some, the person who asked about matching, could you clarify what you mean by matching? We'll take another question for now. Uh, Do you see much potential of growth from the Amazon fresh? As Amazon is still stuck with the same cities for a long time and players such as Picnic or other are growing, how do you see so fresh, which is the food part,
1: right? This is a, quite a really good question and really interesting um, market field here. Um, what I know is that Amazon, uh, the, the fresh department of Amazon is in Berlin. This is quite, quite the, the headquarter of the innovation um, um, department of Amazon here in Germany. And they're doing a lot of uh, things on research. And for example, they want to have a measurement, automated measurement for the freshness of the, freshness of the products, for example, like fruits and vegetables and all these things. Um, and um, actually, we we supported. This was the, the former years um, and, and really big, yeah. What is it? Vendor brand, who are um, in the fresh business. And to be honest, it was from uh, talking from from the point right now. It was not really that successful. It was not because we did just a shitty job. It was really that the Amazon um, uh, buyers are what was not really or were not really ready to buy fruits and all of these food stuff and food goods on Amazon. But I guess it will be more important in in the future because when you're just talking about Germany, there's only actually only one um, retailer who just do this delivery part. It's Rewe. Maybe you heard of this? It's one of the biggest um, um, discounters here and they have this online shop as well and nobody else has, for example. And in this case, Amazon's quite alone on this part here, but fresh is still available, if I'm not uh, incorrect here, in only a few major capital cities here in Germany. I'm from Munich, Berlin. Hamburg still, of course, and, and it's great service. We tested it a lot here in our agency and it's sometimes it's really um, yeah, awesome. For example, you um, ordered ice uh, ice cream on Amazon fresh, um, um, like in, in, uh, around 6, 6 p.m and it's delivered in, in 8 a.m. the next morning. So it's just a an, an really awesome service. And I, I think when, when it comes to logistics and all these things, Amazon has to do just more a little bit more homework here to just have a really good and reliable logistics service to just keep up their promise that fresh is still kind of and an really yeah uh, the next thing where you could buy um, foot stuff on Amazon or at least uh, in the entire e commerce business. So it, it will be important right now. When I'm talking about Germany, it's not really that important. Okay. Another question is. Uh... Ah, yeah, that's
0: uh, one of the topics. Is uh, your government, like the German government, has decided to reduce the VAT to uh, mostly to help uh, sales of cars, if I understand well. It's because the VAT amount on cars is very important. So that's where the most, but that is also for all products to like boost a bit the economy, which I think is really good for the economy itself. But now it, it comes down to like sellers, uh, mostly sellers, because vendors wouldn't have the problem, but sellers is. Uh, what to do? What would you advise then to sellers? Like uh, from July first, should you know? Will Amazon lower their prices? Should you do it yourselves? Uh, what what would be
1: your approach on that? It's really uncertain because uh, we had this sixteen percent in the in the former years. just uh, kind of kind of back to the roots again. Um, and um, at this time, I was just. Quite too young to just measure how this uh, this impact was at, say, as they raised the uh, the tax to 19%. Um, but in the end, I assume, but this is just only assumption, um, that uh, it won't change a lot because I mean we're talking about three percent, a few percent of the of the uh, sales price, for example. And I assume the um, overall the sales prices prices will stay the same, they will remain on the level, it's only about just a little cut and a little bit more profit for the the sellers and vendors here on on Amazon and for example also the entire e-commerce and retail business. And so you my, wouldn't be afraid of like
0: as a seller having your competitors reduced by actually it's two point five percent if you go from the yeah. top. Like yeah. would would you like if it's if you're in a bit in a competitive environment like OJO products or whatever? uh Would you not be concerned of uh, like saying okay, my you know we might be losing. Uh, because the algorithm is very sensitive to price changes, and maybe someone will be, uh, in terms of bestseller ranking, will will take our spot.
1: Yeah, when it, when it comes to resellers, for example, so so um, this in this case, uh, two or three percent matters a lot because this can kind of about go about margin here. Um, in this case, it could be dangerous, uh, but when I'm talking about bigger vendors and brands and all these things. Um, these 3% or 2.5% won't really uh, matter matter a lot here. So this is just only assumption. And, and it's also just in, in what you said in the look in the in the, in the glass. Uh, uh, what was the, the saying? Uh, uh, crystal, just, bowl. The crystal bowl. Yep. Yeah. So just a look in the crystal bowl here, um, it's really hard to tell. So in this case, and to be honest, actually, I remember when Germany
0: went from 16 to 19% as specifically, uh, I remember Mediamarkt uh, yeah. had made, actually, they had increased all their prices in advance. And they did a big advertising when it changed saying, hey, hey listen, look at us. We don't, we're not increasing our prices. But they had done it like a long time ago. So people hadn't uh, felt it. So it's true that if you go down, you need to prepare to go up again. So maybe it's like... The benefit will not be seen, but the fact of increasing price will probably have
1: an yeah, effect. It could, um. be. Could, could be, but but uh, it's just in, in, uh, a kind of game here. Let's see what, what your competitor um, uh, does and, and when he won't change anything, like for example, you're selling a product for 20, 20 euros. And after the first July, um, uh, the, this, the, the price still stays the same. Uh, there's there's no uh, really um, yeah enforcement to just change this because this is just more profit on your side. And, and uh, in this case, when we talk about sellers, for example, it's always my my first and, and every um, and time uh, recommendation to have this repricing or repricer tool uh, always on. In this case, for example, you just could just uh, adjust some smaller rules here, like uh, it could just go down 3% uh, more like, uh, like before. And in this case, uh, the repricer does the, the entire work for you. So in this case, when everything would stay the same, remain the same, um, uh, the repricer wouldn't change anything. And when your competitor goes down with the price, um, it's, it's up to the repricer to change this and you have to, only have to observe this. So um, stay calm and look what your competitor um, does. And I assume there won't be that big change uh, uh, overall. So let's see what, what happens.
0: So yeah, it would be like check, uh, check what's happening like for the first week of July and then react. Uh, one question on the tools, do you have any good tips on good repricing tools you, you've tested or you, you recommend? Or
1: yeah, you know, What I want or couldn't recommend is the uh, Amazon origin or built-in repricer, it's just uh, really shitty. <laughs> I don't really like this tool. Um, when it comes to an external tool, I always recommend that this is just not an, an promoted post here or something uh, because the tool is really good. Uh, it's SellerLogic. Um, it's one of the um, most important, I guess, it was the first um, repricing tools in Germany. Um, I know the founder, but again, this is not a promotional um, um, saying. No, obviously. no, it's like, it's interesting. Yeah, like. It's just a really honest opinion that, um, and I had a lot of good things here. And, and the, the one really big advantage about this tool is that they have a built-in refunding tool as well and this is really kind of a game changer here because uh, the refunding tool uh, discovers a lot of uh, refunds you could just uh, could be, uh, get back from amazon and in some cases we're talking about thousands of euros um, uh, for one month depends on how big your business is yeah. and how many products you're selling and so on but seller so logic would be my one and really uh, honest um, recommendation here. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you very much. I have another question that someone who probably joined a
0: bit later said, uh, we partly uh, answered already, but do you have any insights on as to the amount of consumers shopping on Amazon Germany that live outside of Germany? For example, my wife's colleagues in Switzerland all shop in, in, on Amazon.de and ship it to their related friends home in Germany. So I think we already said that you believe it's probably 10% It's like an like a guess, uh, and it's still uh, much like the potential of addressing uh, foreign customers on Amazon is still lesser than the Zalando, for example, or, or other websites, probably addressing really the German market. That yeah. was...
1: That's a personal assumption. I really could tell this year, just to be honest, and I don't want to just uh, t- tell any number to just tell a number. Um, um, I couldn't tell because uh, this is just uh, um, out of my scope here. But, but I assume there could be some, some uh, statistics. I had to look it up here after the, uh, the webinar, for example, and um, maybe could have this fact uh, check. Yeah, fact me. check. Yeah, we you? <laughs> but uh, right now, sorry, um, there's uh, no real um, um, serious answer about this for myself. Great.
0: Uh, have a couple of other ones, and then we've got, we'll have got we we'll close it just to keep our, our one hour time limit. Um, Best seller last year in Prime Day 2 2019 was Bluetooth speakers in Germany. Uh, would you believe that this year el- electronics will uh, win the deal in Germany, like your crystal
1: ball again? What's your intuition? Um, this is really quite a good question because uh, as uh, Corona comes up and all these things changes, like home office and, also, and all these these things, um, we had this. I read the statistic: what what kind of products, and, and at least in the search, uh, went really up and like like rockets was around uh, playing and uh, yeah, spending time with the children and also about um, yeah, home and garden things. But uh, this is really seasonal. Um, my assumption would be uh, one of the real big winners will all about um, home office equipment. For example, uh, microphones, webcams and all these things. This will be uh, the big winner of the big winners um, uh, in, in this year because home office will still be a, a thing uh, the entire year. So everybody needs uh, needs equipment here. For example, also laptop or and, and just uh, built-in camera a d- device or something so that they could just um, yeah, keep up with the work from 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 the home office. Um, so this would be my assumption: USB microphones, webcams, uh, mobile camera devices, all like, uh, all things like this. So time to do your shopping, guys, to uh, be ready
0: for that. Um, I think our last question and it's uh, on the matching again, on the price matching. Is there a difference when it comes to price matching in Germany in comparison to EU wide? Is there a different kind of price matching in, in Germany compared to the
1: other countries? Um, yeah, it depends on the category. In, in some cases, um, the Germans would just spend more money in trusted products and trusted brands. Because uh, when you look into the buying power in Germany, I, I assume it's just, uh, I mean, not, it's not an assumption, it's just what I know. That's completely a different situation in Tilly, in Italy, and in Spain, for example, uh, because there's also the delivery ins- infrastructure is completely different to, to Germany. And I assume when we want to sell a product in Italy, Spain, Germany, for example, um, you could just have a completely different price in Germany. But um, yeah, this just, you have to test this. And it could be really easy to um, have the different prices, uh, price structure in the seller central. And also connect this with an an repricer, for example, and 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 just test it. But I I assume uh, you could just earn a lot of more money here in Germany because um, of um, potential higher prices. Yeah. Um, And would you say that the German like
0: prices on Amazon Germany is are higher than in other markets? Hard to
1: say. I can't really tell. I had to look. Because my
0: experience as as a French consumer, is that prices typically are, are lower in Germany because of the costing structure in France and that typically in, in, uh, in Germany, yeah, prices are lower and a lot of people don't want to do shopping in Germany. Well, than-
1: yeah, maybe, but, but in this case, um, you have to compare um, uh, the same things here. Like for example, um, when you sell an, an, an USB microphone, for example, for 40, 40 bucks here in, in Germany, uh, you can't compare it with Italy and Spain uh, really seriously because a German um, um, buyer, potential buyer wouldn't look or compare the prices with Italy and Spain. They just only look into the German marketplace. So they compare only the comp- competing products here in Germany with your other brands uh, you're competing with. So in this case, it's all about the niche and category you're um, operating. Yeah, and the market. amount of offering there is in the market. Because, because nobody would say okay look look here Italy is as as has the lower or higher price here and I would like to buy it in Italy for example so it, it just uh, is is a matter of of competing prices with different um, competitors in your business in your niche. And other parting gift for the last like minute is what do you think how
0: much business can you win with a repricing tool. Um,
1: a lot, a lot, uh, because it 's not only about reselling um, uh, it 's just a really must have tool for resellers for example, so that 's what 's our um, experience with with some uh, some clients of, of ours. Um, so uh, winning the buy box and, and, and increasing the buy box quo, uh, just uh, the ratio is just really important to, to um, yeah to make your conversion costs. yeah. And yeah. for brands,
0: do you think it makes sense for brands to have repricing tools or
1: when, when you have you have a seller account, of course, because when you're a vendor, you uh, don't have yeah. No, but
0: for bra- what I mean is for brand because for re- if you're the manufacturer, that no. does it make for a reseller? Obviously, you're competing with a lot of people. Uh, but for the brand itself, does it make sense? Because the pricing st- stability will be a bit less. Uh... Yeah,
1: but that's not a problem because um, we have different uh, um, yeah, se- sensitive hours of buying here, for example. In some cases, and this is, I can't really explain this here on the scientific way or something, it's really uh, uh, hard to tell why in the late hours you could just raise the prices sometimes and uh, in the, in the um, kind of noon hours or something the price goes a little bit down. The the repricer here uh, could also be yeah, just adjusted or um, set it up for, for only one seller selling one brand for example like like a brand has their own seller, uh, seller account for example. Um, in this case, uh, the the, um, the reprice, I would just measure the best price where, for example, the, the, the highest um, uh, buying rate is. And um, of course, it's just uh, no problem for the buyer that, for example, this microphone um, has the sales price for 40 euros in um, noon and maybe 45 euros or 42 euros in the afternoon or in the evening or the night. So um, yeah, of course, could be just a good experiment. I would recommend this to do this, yeah. Great. Well, thanks a lot for
0: the insights. For the time you devoted to that, I I learned a lot of things. I hope everyone did. Uh, thank you very much, Horny. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll meet uh, again soon uh, during your Merchant Days. You, you're doing uh, hopefully so next year. Are you
1: hosting another event in Germany? Uh, maybe this year again. Let's see uh, how Corona develops after the summer. But uh, the Merchant Day uh, date is also just um, yeah set it right now. It's it's these. Uh, the May the sixth and next year so in it's is still uh, hopefully will will happen there. Let's see uh, how the situation is um, but yeah this 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 will be the thing and maybe we'll have some some digital and virtual uh, meetings and events uh, after the summer let's see how, how the the business goes and how much we have to do in the workload and area here in all business well, well we'll make sure to be there in either cases uh, absolutely yeah but but again thanks for my side and uh, thanks for having me here it was a really good discussion it's always a good thing to talk about my one and all famous thing here amazon so yeah this is really where my uh, passion is we can feel that thank you very much honey have a yeah, great cool. evening
0: thank bye, you bye. Yeah, bye bye yeah bye